Hello from Bear and Kura, a podcast from the Land of Oz Information Services. I love you, Kura. I love you, Bear. This is episode 68 of the Bear and Kura podcast. We're going to talk about gay politics. Well, let's cover your health update first. Okay. So, how did everything go, in your opinion? Pretty well. The nasal surgery really got to me. I don't think if I was to do it all over again that I would actually do that surgery. Because they put these tubes up my nose to hold the bone still while it was healing. And um, I kept feeling like I was going to suffocate. Yeah, the splints. Yeah, yeah the, the splints. splints that they put up there. Yeah, great big tubes that filled up my entire nose, and I could breathe through them, but not very well. It was like a more laborious and labor sensitive. I, I have a history of claustrophobia, and I believe I had three panic attacks. Yeah, during during that time, so. I was very glad to get those out. Yeah, you seemed to do much better once we did get those out. Yeah. The, really, the only way I could breathe without a lot of anxiety was with the uh, CPAP. I put the CPAP mask on and breathed. So I was, except when I was eating, that I, I had that on 20, yeah. 24 hours a day. That was your saving grace, to be honest. Yeah. yeah it yeah. really was. Um, it's something we expected. It was something we didn't kind of plan for, but it, it worked I don't, out. Don't recall the doctor saying that he was going to stick tubes up my nose. So no, he you. said he said he would put the spine up there, but he 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 didn't think that. I don't think he, neither none of us planned on you wearing the CPAP as much as you did. We were more actually concerned that it, were you going to be able to wear the CPAP, and yeah, then and then thank true. God you were able to. Yeah. Uh, it just, it, it, it was a lifesaver in the end. Now, the foot surgery to repair the fractured bone in my foot, it went really well, too. At least the doctor said it went really well. Mm-hmm. We went to a follow-up last week sometime. Yeah, about a week. It'll be two weeks this Tuesday. And they took an x-ray, and that is when I found out they put six screws in my foot. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even think six screws would fit in my foot. No. They're there, though. They sure are. You look and like Frankenstein. No wonder it hurts so bad. Yeah. So, now, the nasal surgery, was it painful? I don't know. I was out but, at the I time. I mean, the afterwards, was it? It was fairly painful. Was it? Yeah, especially when the cat wanted to hit my nose. Yeah, when he bumped him by accident. Yeah, that, that hurt quite a bit. Yeah. Um, since they took out those tubes, it's been okay. Yeah. So you feel like you're doing better? Yeah. Like you would have done it. You won't do it again. Well. Hopefully you won't have to know. ever done it again. It feels like there's something like a scar in there that's bugging me. I, I guess I'm going to ask him about it when we well, go. Well, you were pointing at it earlier, and it looks like where he removed the, the stitch from is where it's bothering you. And it very well could be like scar tissue or a scab. And I would have thought that would be gone by now. It takes a while, I mean, especially after a procedure. They say scar tissue can last up to a year, maybe hmm. even longer, so. 
Maybe you just have a really bad booger you need to pick out. Uh, no, it definitely is not a booger. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hurts when I touch it. Well, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'm not going to pick it for you. I love you and everything, but um, I'll draw a line there. <laughs> the um, I, They did put a, a boot on my foot. When they took the, the cast off, mm-hmm. they put a boot in its place, and it's all wrapped up, and I couldn't possibly bend my ankle. So, or flex my foot in any way. Yeah. I've been getting around with a walking boot. No, it's not a walking boot. It's a walking boot, but you're not allowed to walk on it. It's like a splint. But but I've been getting around with a knee scooter. So we have two knee scooters in the house Mm -hmm. one for you, one for me. We should race. Yeah. (laughs) I think I'd win because I have much more experience on it. Mm. I have fallen over three times on the scooter. Mm-hmm. And those are the, as far as I know, those are the only times that I've put any weight on my foot. Mm-hmm. No, you've been really good. You've been really, really, really good about following the doctor's orders. The doctor said it, it's two months before you can walk on your foot again. And he said, but nobody ever does that. No. But I, I, I kind of think I will. When, yeah, I when, think. When I have my mind on something yeah, like you're, that. Yeah, you're set. He's, you're, you're a model patient when it comes down to it. Yeah. It's funny, though, that it turns out that this was the same doctor that did my foot two years ago. Oh, yeah. And then find out, find to come after I had to go to wound care after he did the surgery. His PA was the doctor that was doing my wound care afterwards. What are the chances of that? Hmm. That's completely different medical facilities and everything. And she was doing her residency type thing. And she's the one that did all my wound care after that surgery. And now she's his PA. Hmm. It's kind of, I think that's kind of funny. And, and like most cases, you spend most of your time talking to the PA and the doctor gives you about four minutes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the last time we went in, we didn't even see the doctor. No, no, we didn't. So he's there to collect the money. <laughs> Make the money collected. Well, so you think that everything's gone pretty well then? I guess. It could have gone better, but I guess it could always go better. Yeah, well, yeah. You never have to have it in the first place. That would be the best outcome. Kind of like when I lost my leg. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it could have been a lot better. I could still have my foot. <laughs> so, all right, well, so I guess we'll move on to the topic of the day, okay. gay politics. What do you think about places banning public drag shows under the guise of protecting children? children? I think it's pandering to their lowest base. I don't think any of those politicians seriously thought that, that those laws were going to stay on the books. I mean, really, that's that's a violation of the First Amendment, your, mm-hmm. your freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. I think they threw the children in there just to give it some kind of a justification. Of course. Kind of like when some million mom March mother finds out that her little girl or boy has seen a picture of of the David statue and has a bare penis mm-hmm. and goes, oh no, my poor child is going to see a bare penis. Yeah. Um, it's, it's along the same lines. Mm-hmm. Of course. Somebody's going to say, oh, think of the children. Yeah, well, it's 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 to brow people up. It's, oh, the poor kids, the poor kids, the poor kids. But yet, 
the right is the ones that doesn't say the poor kids, poor kids, poor kids when there's they're getting shot in schools. True, very true. It's huh. it's it's a mental health issue. Then it's it's something that's we'll we'll pray and think for the kids. But you know, you know, it's it's more dangerous to have a drag queen reading a book than let's let's go to the and swallow a bigger issue of gun control. Let's you know. So let's protect the children from drag queens, but not from guns. Not from guns. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous and mind-numbing. I think they're just kind of throwing that in to protect the children, just because like, it's pandering, like you said. Or somebody said, um, let's stir up the base. Drag queens, uh, how can we justify stopping drag queens? Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, children. Mm-hmm. It really seems like if you had a microphone on those meetings that that's probably what it would go like probably it's it's sad to say but you're, you're probably absolutely right some say, of those right. bands have already been overturned oh yeah record time yeah so the key thing around what is the war on woke the war on woke is a, whole, a whole lot of republican leaning people are saying all of these companies and organizations all of a sudden are woke. They're, they see that they're doing bad things, or uh, doing things to people that they shouldn't, and suddenly they've woke up and decided we're not going to do those things anymore. And we think that's wrong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're going to make a war on it. If you think about it, woke is... Uh, uh, being woke is discovering that you're a human being and that, that you're doing wrong things. Mm-hmm. And how could they not want that? Well, I think it's, it's like selfishness. Like, we deserve to be selfish. Of course. Yeah. The, the whole right party thinks that. They, they really do. Uh, and I, I shouldn't say all of them. But I think this whole quote-unquote war on woke, it's just another its another trigger rallying cry for the right. It's an easy thing. Well, it's going to be a war on woke. It's, it's a good slogan to put on a bumper sticker. Exactly. And that's what they're going to do, and they're going to use it. They've been trying to use it. And like, we can thank Governor DeSantis, whatever his freaking name is, for that. But, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, and the thing that's scary is hearing his rhetoric, it, it, it just reminds you of fascism. Uh, you know, and, and I'm going to wipe the earth of the, the far left agenda. It, it's such fascist talk to hear, and, and, and he's blatantly and and, he, and they're using it as a rallying cry. You know, and I, I think he saw how many people voted for Trump, and he said, well, "I want those people." Oh yeah. So I'm going to be worse than Trump. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems to be backfiring because in, in the polls right now, I think Trump's behind. Biden by five points, and there are, everybody's um, way behind Trump, which is good. It'd, it'd kind of be great to have Trump run again and, and get the nomination because the same thing's going to happen to him that happened last time. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be worse this time. But do we really want him involved in politics in the next two years? I mean, can you imagine if, if he even has a chance to run? He might be indicted again. I mean, but, you know, they're saying right now, I mean, he, he's used the, it's the Department of Justice is out to get him. Yeah. And, well, you know what? Don't commit the crimes. Yeah. It's easy as that. And as far as they've been able to determine, 
even if you're in jail, you can still be president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing in the Constitution that says you can't. After he gets into office, if he does, oh, they could they could indict or they could um, prosecute him. Pro- no, impeach him for high crimes and misdemeanors. Hmm. But he would have to first get elected, and then they would have to go through the process of impeachment and everything to get him out. Mm-hmm. That would just be crazy, crazy time. Oh yeah, you know, just let's hope that he doesn't get that far. I really, I really, I can't imagine if he if he gets elected. I, 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 I don't well, know. we couldn't imagine it last time, and it came awfully close. Yeah, well, I know, and that's what's really scary. Do you think there are still closeted homosexual politicians who are harming the gay community with their votes? I would like to say no, but yes, there is. There's got to be. I think money rules the world, and I think there are people out there that have been closeted for years, and they put their sexuality to the side and do what the right tells them to do. I don't think they follow really what they believe in their hearts, but when you have millions of dollars in donors telling you what to do. Well, um, George Santos, he is gay, and Mm -hmm. he says that he's gay, Mm -hmm. but he votes Republican on everything. Yeah. And obviously has lied about everything, kind of like Trump. Mm -hmm. He he will lie about something when the truth would be just as fine. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't get that. You lie to spite you. It's like cutting your nose off to spite your face. Well, noticed I worded that question, closeted homosexual politicians. I didn't say gay politicians. Mm-hmm. Because I think there is a difference between gay and homosexual. Okay. Explain. Everybody uses the word gay you know, to describe us. But I think, I don't think that gay applies to those politicians because they're just homosexual. They like to have sex with other men. Mm-hmm. They don't love other men. They, they don't. They haven't accepted that they're gay. Okay. They're just homosexual. Okay. So they don't, they don't want to have the rights. I don't even think it comes down to rights. I think they, they enjoy the rights that they do have because they're closeted. And somehow they think that that's still necessary. Yeah, in today's, today's day and age. It's ridiculous. The reason I thought of this question is that there's an HBO show, a documentary, I think it's called Outrage or something like that. It was made, I think, in 1991, so it's predated. Yeah. And it's all about these politicians who they were out having sex with other men but telling everyone that they were heterosexual. Some of them were married to women, one of them wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, cut that, that's a different time. Surely, by now, there's nobody left in the closet. You would think, but... There's, there, there's plenty of gay politicians who are openly gay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I just can't imagine that there's any left. Well, isn't there been rumors about Lindsey Graham for years that he's been closet oh you can you can make a rumor about anybody yeah that's true that's true that's Um, a silly statement so you know if you if you just want to put somebody on the defensive all the time you know has to go around saying i'm not gay all the time i suppose that would be a political move Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I, there probably is a hiding, a homosexual politician who's hiding somewhere, but I, I hope, I hope not. I, yeah. I hope we're really past that. Oh, I hope so too, but I, I, I tend to think that there is. Yeah, probably. Would you vote for politicians because they are gay or lesbian? I would. Would you? Yeah. I wouldn't make that my sole criteria. No, of course not. We, we've we had some situations in the past few years where there have been gay politicians that we have not voted for. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I have not. I don't no, know about you. No, me too. Because... I, I don't, don't agree with their political beliefs. Yeah, and... It's not a, a one-issue thing. Mm. I, I don't think you should ever vote for somebody just because they're a gay or lesbian person. No, but the sad thing is there's people out there who will vote strictly along party lines, no matter what. Yes, especially here in Kansas. Yes. They might as well have a box on the ballot that says, vote Republican on everything or vote Democrat on everything, because that's what people do. Mm. They don't even know the names of the people they have no idea what their stance is. They just vote party line. Mm-hmm. Strictly. Now, when it came to the abortion thing, That's uh, what that that there was a lot of Republican people who said, don't take away our ability to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. And that was like a landslide decision. Oh, it was huge. It, was, it, was, it, it shook the country. It woke the country up. And... I hope they put questions like that on other ballots Mm -hmm. because it gets people out to vote who probably would have stayed home. Exactly. No, I hope so too. It is kind of a shame that we we have the political system that we deserve. Yeah. There's so many countries where if you got a if you're a if you're a citizen, you are required to vote. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I guess there's nothing wrong with that, but. It does sound kind of almost fascist. No, oh, yeah, yeah. No, because um, then you can always, if you're forcing people to vote, you can always almost kind of coerce them into voting the way that you want them to yeah. vote. Or, or only have one thing to vote for and yeah. say, oh, we got 100% participation, but we only had one thing to vote for. So mm-hmm. I guess I could see that. But we, we have some of the lowest voter turnout of any country in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just really unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. Because there's other countries that would... People in other countries that would die, who have died and are dying, to have the rights that we do have. And stand in line for days, mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Why do heterosexuals have lives, but LGBTQ plus people have lifestyles? Okay, I'm going to give the cute answer. Obviously, because we have style. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I think the word lifestyle, you, you don't hear it as much anymore, but when people say it, it, it's not in a good way. It's your lifestyle. Yeah. It's with their nose turned up. Yeah. 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 Um, you chose your lifestyle. And it's kind of like uh, the word woke. I mm. mean, all of a sudden, it's all just, the news releases starting having these the word lifestyle in it, like it was a plague. There's or a sneer behind it. Yeah. I mean, lifestyle. Yeah. Kind of like... Miser Gay Pride Month. <laughs> kind of like now, you're, you're really radical people. They don't say gay or homosexual anymore. They say 
pedophiles. Mm-hmm. That we are all pedophiles. pedophiles. Yeah. Which is not true. No. There's look at the no cat. way ever. Even when I was a child, I didn't like looking at children. I look like looking at men. men yeah. You know? Well, it's, it's, it's so hypocritical, too, because you look at, like, the Catholic Church and how... Not even just the Catholic Church, a lot of formalized religion. Some of the biggest cases of pedophilia are from straight heterosexual men. Mm-hmm. And they're the biggest pedophiles. There, there is a blog that I is on my, my list of news feeds called Joe My God. Okay. And in there, he puts. He posts articles about all of the pedophiles that have been exposed. Okay. And over and over and over and over again, these are heterosexual men, priests, mm. people, public politicians. Never a drag queen. Never. Never. It's <laughs> all you can do is just scratch your head and shake your shake, scratch and shake your head at the same time because it's. it's he keeps using it. It's mind-numbing. It, it can literally drive you crazy. And, and the gay community, every time we think we've got the handle on, on their latest propaganda, they come up with some new propaganda. Mm-hmm. And it is just propaganda. Mm-hmm. I don't even know the... Well, maybe some of the really, really radical people believe these things. but I hate to say I, probably I mean, a lot of them do. But I think the people who think it up don't. They they no, just think no, no. that it's something convenient to, no. to get people to talk. It's, it's like saying that Trump Trump really likes his supporters. No, he could keep kisses on those people. He clowns on those people, but he wants their vote. Yeah. He has nothing in common with his biggest supporters. They'll never sit down and shake hands and eat and everything like that, but he knows what to t- say to them to get them triggered and to get their vote. But he has nothing in common with any of these people. Yeah. So, I mean, if they were on fire, he wouldn't piss on them to put them out. <laughs> so. Okay. No, I'm not going to cut that. <laughs> it's just right on the border there. Okay. All right. Well, we're doing a little bit of a short guest podcast this week to get back into the swing of things. Yeah, so. I only wanted to do a few questions. I'm still not 100%, and I'm still healing from two surgeries, so I didn't want to. A whole lot of editing yeah. to do. Well, and, and I just want to tell you know, listeners and everything, thank you for listening and, and uh, thanks for the support. I'm very proud of him. He's done very, very well. And uh, I love him. He knows that. And uh, just the well wishes would be great if you guys mm. keep it up. Mm. But yeah, yeah, I'm really. very proud of my bear. And so. thank you for being a good caregiver. Uh, I'm trying. Our roles have been reversed for a while. Yeah. But you're doing a great job. Well, thank you. Taking care. I appreciate it. It's good to hear. Well, I love you, Bear. I love you, too. So what is your favorite joke right now? Let me think. Why is it that no one ever gives Princess Elsa a balloon? <laughs> I'm afraid to ask why. She'll just let it go. Oh, my God. <laughs> You know what? The worst thing is that song's gonna be stuck in my head for the rest of the night now. That is the worst now. All right. Well, I guess 
on that night, on that note, we'll let it go until <laughs> next episode. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed episode 68 of the Bear and Kura podcast. This is Bear. This is Kura. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Bear and Kura podcast, a production of the Land of Oz Information Services. We can be contacted via email using the address podcast at oz.com. And Oz is spelled A-W-E-S. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.